The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I designed this pod to make you laugh about shit that doesn't really matter very much, like uh, James Harden's weight or De'Aaron Fox's haircut. I mean... Who really gives a fuck whether James Harden and Luca had a dozen or two too many Klondike bars prior to the start of the season? Not me. In this pandemic, I kind of feel that. But my greatest superpower has always, always, always been timing. What a time to launch an NBA podcast, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Talk about perfect for me. Perfect for me. What are the odds uh, of that? As Mama Crick would have said, 100%. Hey, at least they played. But if Adam Silver isn't canceling games, you think I'm canceling this podcast? Psh, psh. No, I am not postponing this pod. If Adam Silver would create a prison-like bubble where grown women, hundreds of grown women and men have to live and be confined uh a quarter of their 2020 inside of every single adult's worst nightmare, which is Disney World, and then we were all cool to watch it? Uh, This is, I would say, nothing in comparison. So uh, maybe laughing isn't the worst thing in the world. Maybe making people laugh or trying to isn't the worst in the world. A little escape uh, from everything else. Marty, do you know the term compliment of the season? Uh, I have become more aware of it as the day has gone on, but uh, I was not employed here at the time, so. (laughs) Today marks my year anniversary of what we call compliment of the season, and that was the beginning of an email that I received, which was a phishing scam that I fell for. Mm -hmm. Of course, uh, Barstool being Barstool, it was documented multiple times on multiple different shows and fodder for content living in history forever. We have a clip. Um, and then mo- uh, this also is Trista, 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 Trista Kick is a moron. <laughs> Dumbest person we got at the office. This one's tough. Apparently, it Erica, tough. somehow her email was sending out spam accounts, like emails yeah. that were go to Walgreens and buy six $100 gift cards and send me your code. It sounds crazy and now. And Trista <laughs> went to Walgreens and bought six $100 cards and sent the codes. First of all, has anyone else gotten this email from Erica? No. Ebony got it. Ebony did get it. Ebony did she do it? it? <laughs> Ebony fine, running, running this whole racket. Why didn't you at some point be like, Erica, what is this all about? Uh, you just went and did it like a like a dog, like I'm going to go do it? Yeah, not not the greatest look I've ever had. And uh, I, I have a bunch of excuses I could tell you. Like, I was dealing with the internet guy, and... Then I got the email, and I was all freaked out that I wasn't in the office or, you know, I was trying to prove myself in a place where, you know, everything goes and everything's on camera. Maybe it was a joke. 
but really the truth is if you're going to fall for a scam, I mean, it might as well be by a pro. Might as well, yeah. These Nigerian scammers, they are, they are pros. If they were NBA players, they would be the Patrick Beverly of con men. Just going out here and, like, sending emails, getting after every loose ball, fighting under the boards, elbowing their competition, no matter how much, how undersized they are. Full court press, hard-nosed defense, 90 feet away from the basket. They are, they are trying to get everybody on these scams, on it. And I'm not saying that I should be proud of being scammed, but when you get got, you get got. Yeah, you only, um, you only want to get beat by the best. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Someone, someone has to be the person that Vince Carter put his nuts on. Everyone has to, I mean, someone's got to be the one to get dunked on, right? I was Ty Lu, and he was the Nigerian Iverson. <laughs> and now, it was, it was embarrassing, and yet simultaneously iconic. You know what I mean? Like, that photo now, everyone thinks, like, damn, Ty Lu. But look at Ty Lu now. Yeah, I mean, he's a head coach for a team in Los Angeles. I mean, a team that's putting clamps on Hall of Famers. Yeah. Like NBA champion Ty Lue as a coach. NBA champion Ty Lue. And now what you don't even know is that every email from our IT guy starts with compliment of the season. <laughs> no matter what it is. And some random security analyst on LinkedIn recently used me as the poster child for how not to be scammed. Oof. I am the office moron. Think about that. That's impact. That <laughs> I really feel like there's got to be bigger morons here than you. I feel like that too. But 12, 12 months later to the day is today. Talk about timing. I am now recording my very first episode of my own NBA podcast. And you know what? I can't thank that scammer enough for putting me on the map. Thank you. To my Nigerian prince, without that, I might not be where I am today. This league, that's where. Drop the mic, let's really do this. There are a lot of sexy teams, Marty, who haven't been sexy in a long, long time. And now, like that Doja Cat song, they are getting freaky on camera. Mm -hmm. Like they are the glow up for the Cavs, for the Hawks, for the Knicks. I mean, that's real. Yeah, those are some uh, really fun teams. I mean, Hawks, nonstop scoring, not a lot of defense. No doubt. And yeah. I, I have to admit that I am a, a little turned on by them. Are you? 126 points a game is enough uh, to keep me wet for a while. Like, I will watch that. I will get off on that no matter what, no matter how efficient, no matter how much they're built for the long term. I'm in. Like, the Cavs, to me, probably are the biggest surprise. I mean, I haven't, I haven't seen a lot of Cavs games since LeBron left, I have to admit. Who has? Uh, I don't know that much. many people have. But uh, from what I can tell, Colin Sexton is the real deal. Like, quietly having one of the best starts to the season. Andre Drummond, free from Detroit, seeming like a good fit. I mean, so much so that Kevin Love is – Probably one of the, if not the, most 
overpaid player sitting on the bench right now, which is saying a lot, given that Nick Batum is making $30 million sitting next to this guy named Jay Scrub on the end of the bench. <laughs> right? Right, yeah. I don't even know if he's on the bench right now. He's only played in two games. I know. Yeah. $30 million. A- And as long as Sexton stays hot and the Cavs keep putting the clamps on, I am going to stay really interested in, in them. Yeah, I mean, as long as uh, Drummond continues to anchor that defense, I think he has kind of brought in, you know, a new level of confidence for them on that end. And as long as he keeps doing that, I guess we're going to keep being wet. Keep being wet. (laughs) Another team that's sexy, I think, like you said, they're the Hawks. The Hawks are the opposite of the Cavs. They play uh, zero defense, no no clamps. They score a shitload of points. They've beefed up their roster. I mean, so much. I don't even – I can't even really fully comprehend how stacked they are. I mean, you love playoff Rondo, right? Like Gallinari? Well, playoff Rondo exists because regular season Rondo exists, so we'll see how fun that is now. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how do you not like them? You can count on the Hawks for a good-ass time. They are a sure thing in bed. Like, they might not be everything that you want, but they do enough. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're the workhorse. They're fun. They're like that guy that you call when you know – you just need that one thing, that one itch scratched. Plus, Trey Young's probably going to be a highlight factory, nutmegging fools at any given time. Dark, fuck around, probably be a dark horse for the MVP. Uh, and then thirdly, I was originally— Well, when you're being frisky, that's when uh, Danilo Gall- uh, Gallinari comes back, and then you really take it to a new That's level. when you really get a little freaky on them, yeah, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And originally, I was going to talk about the magic. I was going to slice and dice the magic, and then Fultz blew out his ACL— couple of nights ago so a uh, good chance that their sexiness has faded away and now the magic are probably that kind of guy that you uh the kind of guy that only looks good when you're fucked up and then you wake up the next morning and you're like god what did i do <laughs> well, who was that what was what was that decision and of course like besides the new york knicks are on fire they are they won five of the last six games fans are dancing on the streets like a much uglier, much drunker Nick City dancer. Like, people are now saying, oh, it's the Pat Riley, it's back. We are back. Yeah, I just want to know what a radioactive spider has bitten Julius Randle. I mean, <laughs> last night, Rudy Gobert guarding him puts up, what did he even, like 37, 16, and 8, something like that? It's huge. They look good. But but I have, have to pop balloons for New York Knicks fans. I have one word. And the word is insanity. And that is why I don't think it's ever going to work long term. Uh, I'm sorry. Forgive my skepticism. The Knicks are that dude. They are the flash in the pan where you think, I could marry this man. And then you're like, oh, my God, the red flags are flying in left and right. And even when that dude seems to get his shit together, he says, oh, I went to Bali. I found myself. I've changed. I have a job now. I, uh, I'm working out, eating salads. As long as his daddy is as trash as James Dolan is, I am never, ever going to the dinner table for Thanksgiving dinner with the New York Knicks. So, I mean, I guess as, as much as I get off on these teams and as happy as I am to watch them, I wonder, can they really be trusted? Would Obi Toppin change your mind? Are they the real deal? <laughs> Do they have long-term potential? 
Ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. Are they fuckboys? I haven't even mentioned Obi Toppin. But I would say, thankfully, I can surely say 100% they are not the real deal. I have other experience in other arenas of my life, and the truth is that much like a hot aspiring actor from Studio City, all of these guys, all of these teams are just great weeknight booty calls. (laughs) Not much more. I'm going to for sure get off. But he's never going to be my boyfriend, no matter how much that he tells me that he's matured and that he's learned about himself since we last got together. So until those teams make a big, deep run in the playoffs, all they are is a good-ass time on a Tuesday night on League Pass. Become a villain faster with their peers than Paul George? There were, I don't know, 10 good years where the entire world thought Paul George was elite. And not only was he elite, he was a nice guy. He was a good guy. And now everyone thinks he's trash, soft as fuck, and generally kind of a dick. Ten years, and then poof. Say hello to trash-ass, soft-ass Paul George. That's not really my opinion, though. That's not just me. And I'm not talking about Twitter trolls. And I'm not talking about Stephen A. Smith or Skip Bayless. I'm, I'm talking about guys that he plays against. Coaches that he has played for. Legitimately just cannot stand him. And if I really break it down, I think the more you learn about Paul George, the less you like him. So let's get into it. The latest news in a random game that, let's be honest, no one really fuck, fucking cares about, even the players, uh, Paul George and the Clips were on their way to blowing a lead to the Suns, which is shocking. Uh, and while desperately trying not to pandemic pee the game away, Paul George got into it with CP3 and Devin Pretty Boy Booker. Eh, that's no disrespect to Devin Booker either. He's a very handsome dude. Um... Uh, but after that win that was very much in doubt, Paul George Paul George admittedly went off in that game. And uh, they asked him about the chirping uh, with CP3. A little chippy between you and CP3. Did you mind sharing a little insight into that? Man, I don't know. I don't know, man. I had a, I had a, I had a, a tough year last year. Uh, people think yeah. it's sweet, man. People think it's, it's, it's sweet because I was down. I didn't hear none of this my 10 years in the league really? uh, but last year people living on that last year um and, and huh. it's, it's I, I gotta answer to that you know i, I gotta answer to that i gotta be ready for that mm. and um you know I'm, I'm i'm ready to compete i'm back yeah, he's back folks never heard a word in 10 years really really you have zero idea why all of this is happening is that right? I mean, come on, Paul George. Come on. You have to know in your heart and in your soul why you're being chirped. You have to. Have to. But, I mean, it's possible that there are people who have their own lives to live and they are not on up, up to speed on Paul George's transgressions. So let's just rip into him. Grab water. Buckle up. We're going to need some time. So the first, the first thing is the Doc Rivers-Cali Rivers saga. 
So PG, confirmed nice guy, got engaged to Doc Rivers' daughter. And then, while engaged, mind you, he hooked up with a Miami stripper and poof, got her pregnant. Then, allegedly paid or offered to pay that stripper a million dollars for her to abort the child. And then, after trying to uh, buy his way out of fatherhood, he decided, fuck it. I'm just going to wife this stripper up and be a dad. Then, multiple years later, as you guys probably know, now you're up to speed, he went to go play for that father that he disrespected, publicly humiliated the whole nine. I mean, talk about fucking awkward. That's like, that is bad. Bad. And then my man did not make a bucket in the fourth quarter of a game seven after blowing a three to one lead to the Nuggets. And his response was that his coach, the father of Callie Rivers, same dude that he should probably never ever speak about, didn't make enough adjustments. Oh my God. He goes on all the smoke and says, not I was trash, not I hit the ball off the sideboard, but adjustments were the reason that we lost. There was another time that PG uh, messed around and, like, shirked accountability for getting cooked against Damian Lillard. I'm sure you remember this, Marty. He got nutted on by Dame from 37 feet to end his whole season, to end the Thunder organization as we know it, and then had the nerve, instead of to say, yo, Damian Lillard shoots from everywhere. I need to clamp down on him at all times. That's on me. He said, I don't care what anybody says. That was a bad shot. And that's the story that won't be told, but I don't care. That was a bad shot. The story that is being told is about you, PG. Then you did the Damian Lillard wave to Damian Lillard in the bubble, jawing at Dame on IG, saying things like, you're getting sent home this year and Cancun on three? Fam. You don't know why people are chirping you? Really? Do you remember when that stripper fiance also called Damian Lillard's sister a cow on Instagram? Do you remember when you got into it with Seth Curry, who is now married to Callie Rivers? In the bubble, mind you? All of that, all of that happened before your iconic moment where you hit the sideboard. On a team that you forced your way out of after forcing your way to get to that other team. Running from the grind, as Damian Lillard would say, switching teams. I mean, you're, you're good. You're a very good player, PG. I like you. But not to be doing all this. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's never accomplished anything on any level. A guy whose main accomplishment is being on the cover of a video game cover like five years ago. A dude who was talking all kinds of shit prior to the season about how they were going to win a chip. And the only reason he was even there was because Kawhi Leonard forced that team to mortgage their future to get you there? All those picks? A, a guy who was just paid handsomely to the tune of $250 million for said future 
or for said fuel failure. A guy that was just paid handsomely for that failure to the tune of, I don't know, over $250 million. And I'm not even, I'm not even touching on the need that he has to be coddled. Him, like, needing to uh, have an alternate area to stretch and live a million miles from the facility and have the private jet wait for him. And there were so many things I can't even get to them all. I mean, if you want to talk about self-awareness and a guy that you just cannot root for, you're talking about a guy who is a zero-time champ and a zero-time MVP who thinks he's a two-time champ and a two-time MVP, and he should get the same respect that his that Kawhi should get. I mean, Paul George having zero idea why he's so hated that it's just been tranquility this whole time, just peace, is like, I don't know, like, Pusha T questioning why he didn't get an invite to Drake's Halloween party. If you put all of the people who are on the fuck PG train all on one team, Marty, I mean, I think it would be a fucking dynasty. The team I uh, can't get enough of. What's that? The team that I will be intensely focused on all season. You want me to guess? No. The Brooklyn (laughs) Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, to me are about as Orville Redenbacher as you can get. Kevin Durant, fresh off of his Achilles injury, brand new head coach, who I'm I'm a huge fan of, as everyone knows. Big Steve Nash fan. My childhood era. And uh, conspiracy theorist and Dr. Sebi Cucumber Juice disciple, Kyrie Irving. Not my childhood era. These dudes really are pushing cucumber juice out here. That's crazy. <laughs> Fresh off of celebrating his first Hanukkah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He does use the emoji a lot. A lot of the, the Star of David emoji. Shout out to him. I'm I'm not going to religion shame anyone. But where do we start about the Nets? Nets are 4-4. Four and four. In other words, uh, half a game ahead of the 8th seed in the East. Just right in front of the Baby Bulls. And uh, don't look now, but uh, looks like Kyrie Irving's declaration that he finally found someone to shoot the last shot and make it in crunch time might just not be true. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't true the first time he said it because he had LeBron, right? And the Nets in desperate need of a bucket to the Washington Wizards. Kyrie and KD both getting good looks and couldn't hit a goddamn basket against the Washington Wizards gang. Blouses. <laughs> that was a tough look. I mean, losing to the Wizards is about as bad as getting smoked by Prince and his crew, like fresh in their Purple Rain platform shoes. I mean, you got to be embarrassed by that, right? you got You got to beat the Wizards, especially, you know, with – Westbrook being even more typical Westbrook than he is lately. It's insane. That number four is horrible on him, too. They were 16. The Wizards were – Russell Westbrook and Beal were 16 for 50, and they still won. But to me, the biggest issue, back to the Nigerian scammer, is they don't have someone like the Nigerian scammer or maybe Steven Adams to do their dirty work. No one. Everyone just wants to look cute, be pretty, hit shots, hit threes. I mean, it's fun. That's, that's the hot shit. 
You, your starting big man, DeAndre Jordan, is, the only, is only on the roster and getting playing time because he's friends with Kyrie and KD. That's sad. It is. And, and let's be real. Like, Jared Allen with the stomach full of fettuccine Alfredo is better. <laughs> is better than DeAndre Jordan. Oh, n- no question. And he is extra thick. He's extra thick. And it would be okay if DJ was fine to be the second coming of Matthew Dellavedova. That's a shot. I'm sorry. But, like, be Alex Caruso right now. But he doesn't want to wipe the floors. He doesn't want to hand mash the guac table side for Taco Tuesday at Casa de LeBron. I mean, that's true. And even uh, Joe Harris has gone Hollywood. I, I don't know if you've seen the photos, but he's got a little tan on him. He's perfected the beard game. Hair game's hot. He got a Norelco and a headband. Yeah, he looks good. He looks good. He's tan. Yeah. Not the same Joe now. He's not diving for loose balls. He's diving for loose coochie. <laughs> <laughs> he's diving. He's I mean, I don't know how much that separates him from the rest of the NBA. That's but. true. <laughs> but he's not putting in the work anymore on the court. He's too busy looking pretty. He looks good. He's not swiping for cross-court passes. He's swiping right on every IG model he sees on Raya. Fam. He is no longer gritty. They don't have any gritty players anymore. I mean, and did I mention that they don't play defense? They don't play D even though the stats would tell you that they sort of kind of do. Even though the beginning of the season they were really just blowing out teams and embarrassing them, demoralizing them so that they didn't make buckets anymore. That's not defense. Uh, I don't know what that is. No, and it it shows the flaw of the defensive rating stat because they're currently eighth. But if you watch them, they – no. They're not really stopping anybody. And uh, KD, if you're listening, I love you. One of my favorite players to watch. You love KD? Yeah, I do. Really? One of my favorite, not just because he's listening, but he is a generational talent. He can do almost anything. He unlocks the talent of everyone that he's around. Probably the reason that the Warriors won those chips. Uh, gen- top two player, even coming off of injury. But... I know that you're listening, Kyrie. I know that you're listening, KD. Uh, And I'm sure I'll hear about this from one of your 17 burners. (laughs) Like PG County Nets fan 3507 that was in my mentions uh, last week when I was talking about Kyrie. It's funny how unapologetic he still is about that. Like when he went on all the smoke, he was just like, yeah, I still do the burners. Of course. (laughs) How could you not? And I know that he has time to listen to this new pod because he's self-isolating for the next four games, and he's forced to. And I am sure that he can go ahead and tell Kyrie, because there's one thing that I know for sure, that he's not listening to me. Kyrie's not listening to anything. He's barely listening to Steve Nash. This team's going to have all eyes on them all year long. Brooklyn championship expectations. But, I mean, unlike... Tupac, you're not going to be able to rely on them like the 1st and 15th. I mean, unless we're talking about injuries, right? Hey, what's going on this week? What's going on, Trista? My name is Ernest. Uh, I just DM'd you twice. I can't find an email, so I figured I'd do it on this number. Congrats on dropping the podcast. I just tuned into the first episode. It's hilarious. Oh. I think this is so good for hoops. 
and Look at the him. stories that go on in the league and hey, all go. the drama that goes down. You know how you uh, can tell this is not t- Twitter, Twitter AMA? Uh, because people are not telling me how trash I am. Or saying, hey, when's your contract up? I hope you leave. You are the worst. No. That happens. Yeah, that happens. So thank you, Ernest, for restoring my faith in the world. Uh, I know there's some normal people on more than Twitter trolls. I feel like this is a good start to the voicemails. Um, I d- he didn't have a question. It was just more of like a, a comment. But we'll take it. Let's hit the next one. Drifta, good luck with the uh, new podcast. This is Shu. Hey, got a question up, for you. you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Back in the day, 80s and 90s, early 90s hoops, mm. uh, hard nose, lots of foul, come in the paint, get a hit. Yep. If that translated into today's game, who do you think is Ooh. the bruiser in the NBA? Good luck with the pod. See ya. Mm. Who would be the bruiser? I say, I mean, it's close. There's some good ones. There's like the, uh, there's the Montrezes of the world. There's the Stephen Adams. I, I personally like Draymond Green. I like P.J. Tucker for that one. Oh, P.J. Tucker's a good one, too. Yeah, former son. I wish he had been on us when we were good, but, yeah. Did you see Draymond Green try to end Kawhi Leonard's life? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Just I got mean, tangled up with him? Just got, ta- quote, unquote, yeah. tangled up. <laughs> just a little tangle. Just grabbing his arm. Yeah. I love Draymond. Midair. I <laughs> love Draymond. If he was a 90s kid, uh, if he was a 90s player and there were 90s rules, I think he would be a bad boy for sure. Rodman, Zeke. Who? Oh, Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen? Yeah, I think that's probably true, too. Grayson Allen is a dirty fucking player. But dirty player and bruiser are sort of different. That's true. There's always some dirty ones. Yeah, like Grayson Allen couldn't go up and Bill Lane or somebody. No, no. He's not going to be an enforcer. Draymond would be a great enforcer. Oh, yeah. There was a quote that I saw that his mom put out. I forget where it was. But she said that when he called next at the rec center, he kept saying, like, I want next. And but he was like too little to get next. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of letting him get next, they would just put him in the trash can or put him in the rim. Just leave him inside the rim to sit in there. I can't imagine that happening. And then she would have to come and and I don't know, like bust down the recreation center. So mm. anyone with a mom like that, I would say, is gonna be a hard rock. Fit right in to the nineties. Let's go to the next one. What's up, fuckers? Oh. So, my question is, <laughs> what's the one team in the NBA that you want to blow up? I've been trying to separate Dan Lillard and C.J. McCollum for about five years now. Nobody Uh-oh. will listen. Shit. Um, so, yeah. Hurts who would the you try to hearts. separate and better the team? Who would I try to separate and better the team? His voicemail got c- cut off. Yeah. <sighs> who would I try to separate? Well, I think it has to be a team that's, like, got two people that you want to separate. Right. I think D- Dame and CJ is a good one. If you want to talk about blowing up franchises, it's not working. I love both of them. I think that's fine for us to be Western Conference Finals or bust. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I think another one would be uh, would be Dallas. I was just thinking that. Dallas. Yeah. Split up KP and Luka. You don't need KP. Just get Luca someone that you can actually depend on being on the court. If he yeah. had a real big man that could actually get some buckets down low, 
do some – like, KP's not a real big man. And he's, like, barely even playing. He's he, right. he's good for, like, 35 games a year. So you got to split those two up. He's making too much money. He's too frail. He's too frigid. No, not frigid. Brittle. That's the word. Brittle. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's the one that you have to because otherwise Luca's never going to transcend and win anything on any level, which is it's a shame. How about we do a KP uh, Rudy Gobert swap? Kind of kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, that would be sick. I would love that. All right, let's go to the next one. Hey, yo, Trista, it's Hugo uh, from Chicago. What's up, Hugo uh, from Chicago? Big win my Bulls last night beat Portland. Fuck. Uh, but Portland, <laughs> they can't play a look at defense. They're letting Stephen Curry get sixty-two <laughs> points or whatever. Anyways, the reason for my call is I'm wondering uh, where do you think James Harden's going to land if he gets traded? Because I don't know if he can be a number one anymore just with all the baggage surrounding him. Maybe Miami for the strip club? I don't know. That's a hot take. Let me know. See ya. It's a hot take. You know, it's so bad that Houston tried to offer James like $100 million over two years. And he was like, I'm good. Preferred trade destinations or anyone that ESPN is projecting to win a title. Well, obviously, I think uh, I said this on Twitter and people banged me because I said sources, James Harden to Philly. That was a while ago, and I still have heard on good authority that that's a possibility. However, the leverage is changing as Philly gets better, number one seed overall right now, right? Yeah, they're playing great. What incentive do they have to change a goddamn thing? I uh, I wouldn't. I think though it could work. I think Philly's probably the best destination. You've got you know, Ben. I don't want to do the essential part of my job description. Simmons, who um, just will not shoot a jump shot. Just will not. Go Tigers! Classic underachievers just over at LSU. Fuck. So I mean, you could probably say that you trade Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybulle, maybe one first rounder. Now that James is very unhappy, not playing well, looking chunk a lunk and Philly is the number one seed they don't need to give all those first round picks and then I would say Philly is better are they better I don't know hard to say I earlier in the season said yes as long as Philly is number one they have all the leverage and they have zero reason right now to overpay but I think that's probably the best place for him to go Hey, first time, long time. Uh, there is no long big time. question here. It's the first Cavs episode. Huge fan, huge LeBron guy. Uh, my question is, uh, why is Helen Sexton the best point guard in the East? And when do you think people realize he is the best point guard in the league? Um, I'll hang up and listen. Um, MVP next year, thanks. MVP next year? That's a little ambitious. <laughs> Cavs fans, they are, they are hopeless romantics. They got a dude now. I kind of get it. Sexin. You get excited. They call him like the sex lands or the sex mans or the sex fan. I forget. It's like the first fling you have after a long-term relationship and you get really like excited and giddy about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Colin Sexton is that dude. But, and on top of that, like the Browns on any given day have – 95% of their roster with COVID, so hard to be a football fan in Cleveland. How, when will Colin Sexton be relevant? Ask Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard was waiting on his goddamn respect for years. He was balling, and people were like, who? 
So Dame is now finally, finally, finally on the map. And that's like, I think, year six, seven is when people started to really give him some respect. I mean, for a, a long time, he wasn't even an all-star. And it was just absurd. And Portland was winning. And, and the Cavs, like I said earlier, they, I am not hopeful that they will win. So I think it's going to be a while till we get on the hype train. Hey, this is uh, Pat from Winnipeg. I do got a basketball, like obviously a basketball question. Uh, how far do you think Chris Paul can take the Suns? Like they are so fun to watch this year so far, and I just feel like I'm going to be disappointed by Chris, another Chris Paul team. But do you Damn. think they can get to like the conference okay. final? Even I think that would be a huge success for the team. Uh, and do you think that's possible? All right, thanks. Bye. Wow. So wait. Let me just process this for a second. He said he has been already disappointed by Chris Paul. So was he a Clipper fan? Was he a Hornets fan? I think he just said, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed. He just feels did I, like. Did I mishear No, it? I think you did. No, by another Chris Paul team. He said, I feel like oh, I'm going to be right. disappointed by another Chris Paul team. Mm-hmm. Means that he had high hopes and then was let down. He might be, but he's from Winnipeg. I don't know. It's hard to There's dissect. a lot of Clippers fans in Winnipeg. That's true. Uh-huh. So. Did you just make that up? <laughs> Phoenix is fun, my guy. Love it. Pat, I think you could I think you could put a little faith in Phoenix. They could be the OKC this year. Second round conference semis minor, maybe. That's their ceiling though. Oh, I'm not saying that. I'm not ruling anything out for this Suns team. People do not realize how good Mikael Bridges is. I'm kind of with Pat. I think they're pretty good. They are good, but are they – I mean, anything could happen when you have a team like Denver, and I like Denver. When they can upset the Clippers, then, you know, you can get there at any given time, and certainly Phoenix has the roster for it. And and Chris Paul is one of the best leaders, most clutch players in in my lifetime. Most, most clutch, clutch uh, guards, let me say that, most clutch guards. Uh, and I don't really care what lazy people have to say about him. I don't think he's a bad a bad teammate. I think he's the real deal. I think he's going to help this team only, only, only if he can stay healthy. So you obviously disagree, Marty. I do. <laughs> well, that's all the time that we have for this league. Uh, please subscribe. Please rate. Please review on Spotify, on Apple. Shit. I mean, if you like this podcast so damn much, you can maybe just do them both. We've got brand new This League hoodies on the Barstool Store. They are fire. One is in the final script in Miami Vice colors. The other is the NBA Jam logo is the Muse. Please go cop one. Please support. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode. We will see you Monday.